0: Ain't giving the pep talk? That's where we are?
1: Welcome back, nobodies, to your favorite Doom Patrol podcast, this side of the Time Portal. My name is Mark. And my name is Nathan. And today we are talking about episode 11, the penultimate episode of season four and the penultimate episode of the series. Uh, it is called Portal Patrol. Today's episode is directed by Christopher Manley and written by Chris as to all star, um, you know, core creative team for the Doom Patrol TV series. I believe Christopher Manley has directed about 10 episodes. Um, in this entire show. And then yeah Christine is, I think, on top of being a writer, is also a producer for the show. So many Ooh. credits um, to, to both of these people for the work they've done for this show. And so this will be the second to last episode of the entire series. And, <laughs> boy... When you say it like um, that, it makes me really upset. Yeah. it, And it, I think it, it's both... Uh, it's an uplifting episode. It's definitely a, like a heartwarming one. Like I, I loved this. This entire episode is, is really fun. At first, I was like, kind of on the edge of my seat and kind of nervous about like, you know, how are they gonna have enough time to like get in this dilemma and get out? And you know, just like fans, fan nerdum stuff of of like caring about these characters and seeing how they're gonna <laughs> use these last two episodes to, yeah, you know, have this. Uh, finale roller coaster as they get sent in this time portal anyways um yeah the ending of this episode i was like wow what a penultimate episode this was to me a, just a fantastic episode um of course we'll get into more detail as to why that is but yeah nate um same same feelings <laughs> maybe yeah
0: very much so the same i um i i didn't i i had to watch this uh, elsewhere I'm just gonna say it. I watched it at my mom's place, right? Um Yeah. <laughs> but uh and 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 if you remember correctly, my mother did watch a little bit of this show. So like she was she was doing her thing. She she had a she had company going on, but um I was over there and I had the time and I put it on the on a big T V and was like, Oh yeah, I'm in it. Um and she would pop in every now and again and you know, be like, Oh wow. It wasn't until like way towards the end where I was like, Yeah, like this is like the end. Like this is like the the second to last episode. She was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." So like, shush, 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 shush. <laughs> shut up. Um. Yeah, it was great. I uh. But at the end of it, um, I got up, uh, off the uh, off the old couch, and mm-hmm. I walked over, and I had to get a tissue, and I was like, "Dang, that s- just makes me uh, you know, I don't know, I tear up." Um, yes, it was a good. Oh God, it was a. Oh,
1: it was a nice that celebration. Was a, that was
0: one of the best, um, feelings of a uh, conclusion that I've e- see ever seen on screen. Let's just say it. It was it was a really gratifying thing to watch and and see. Everybody on screen and the actors and their performance was, um, it was extremely selling. And I was buying, baby. My wallet was open um, every single minute of this episode until the little moths were flying out. How do those moths keep on getting in my wallet? Every time, whenever (laughs) I don't have money, they just fly out. What's going on? What are they eating if I don't have money? They're eating the money.
1: (laughs) Um... I I got to keep these moths in my wallet. So it, it definitely, like, a, 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 the the cast is here to celebrate the the finale of, of the TV series. Uh, we've got Timothy Dalton. We've got Mark Shepard, Willoughby oh, Kipling, yeah, and Ni- Dr. Niles Calder, the chief, uh, back in this episode as we do some time traveling fun stuff. And and uh, don't undersell it,
0: Mark. Honestly. No. But like let we talk about it. But it's everybody. not
1: even it's not even like it, <laughs> it's not just that. That's how good the episode is. It's like it's not just that it's, you know, Timothy Dalton is all over this episode and Mark Shepard. No, and then you like, have
0: and like the the best Timothy Dalton from this entire series in one episode. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh wait, <laughs> you're hitting everything. Where'd this guy come from?
1: He's doing, he he has a range of playing Niles Calder, like in each time period. Oh
0: my God. It's
1: so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll
0: get there. Yes. I I I do want to get a little bit more into it.
1: But then also, old old Timmy back. We have a great arc subplot for Cyborg and his friend Derek. And even that, like, I want to make a statement about, you know, Cyborg and him being in this show in general. But then also, um, and, and we've had a listener uh, reach out to us about, you know, where this show might be heading and bringing up that if maybe Jane might have a conclusion similar to how Grant Morrison ended his run of doom patrol and, and also making it a kind of like ending the, the story of, of crazy Jane in the way that he wanted to end that character story since he created the character. And I it's like it's surprising, but yeah, this this episode kind of does do that and it does kind of like, yeah, I want to talk about I don't
0: I want to talk about that thought that you just said, not I'm I'll save it,
1: yeah, but but I just want to, yeah, just shout out to the listener who was like, oh, uh, you know, I'm hoping that Crazy Jane gets an ending similar to Graham Morrison and I feel like this episode did just that and that's another thing to celebrate is that we, um, you know, we we did come. Get to this point, and um it's just it's 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 fantastic. It, it, this this crazy Jane thing, I do want to talk about it in, in detail. It's it's quite amazing, and and my note for that is, um, that this Doom Patrol TV series, like read afar, I've been one to always say like there are times when this show adapts stuff from the comic books. And and it makes it better than what it was. The Rita Farr character, we've seen it now with um, Chris Burnham and Dennis Culver, and the way that they do their new Unstoppable Doom Patrol, like they are starting to pull, kind of like the behavior and mannerisms of the Rita Farr uh, in this TV series. Crazy Jane, I think, has gone through this arc, and and I think this ending and the way that she is now, I think this is revolutionary in the way that we might see this um, this new version of Crazy Jane, we might see it in future Doom Patrol um, comic books or even other media or whatever. But I think this has set a new standard, like a precedent, basically, for this character. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing way to wrap up the character story. And I like this. I, I, I like it so much that I would love to... Um, Like, I want this to be kind of official. So, um, Nate, what part do you want to start here? Because um, obviously they go into these time portals. They go every which way. So, yeah, um, let's start at the beginning because (laughs) my beginning note is
0: I restarted this episode five minutes in about five minutes and 40 something seconds in. I was like, hell, where am I? Um, Because I was lost. I was like, did I forget? What happened at the end of last episode? So I did. I went back to last episode, and nope. I didn't forget. I just wasn't expecting it to pick up so fast. Like, it was, you know, honestly, like, a really good beginning, because you kind of start with a, with a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an attention oh. grabber, or whatever
1: they say in MLA format, or, but it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like, are um, you talking about a big general statement, BGS for an essay? You start with that. Well, that's one, but then yeah. you can get, you could go anecdote and get the attention.
0: Yeah. Either you could, uh, and then, you know, that could be a quote. You can also like scream and, and ex- have an exclamation as your first um, word, <laughs> and it is okay if it's like,
1: if you're quoting it because <laughs> that's. <and laughs> Anyways, but I, hey. I feel like the, the start of this episode, and they do they do start with exclamation in, in this episode. It it starts off like a strange adventurous comic book, right? Like the do, do, do Doom Patrol, oh, just one hundred thrown into this time portal, even, and it's just like.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say even like the imagery of like the group of them kind of in the negative space and th- a design uh, that you would perceive as animated being behind them. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a, a cover, maybe a variant of Unstoppable that was similar um, to them. And there was like, you know, like a little yeah. dizzy hypno thing or something behind them. And it was blue. Um, so like that imagery fires on all fucking cylinders like bah, Jesus you know when you talk about like uh, page to screen it's like that's what I'm talking about that's the idea mm-hmm. you know you saw that that was the vision and you're like oh yeah totally
1: it we just happened yeah so the last issue yeah, like, uh, issue 7 we got it of, uh, of Unstoppable yeah right there. There, yeah. there there we go another way that this show is starting you know it's, it's starting to parallel because um, they're there wasn't a portal in Unstoppable Doom Patrol 7. They just fought the Immortemaker, Candlemaker slash Immortus, and there was no portal. I mean, Flit teleported the whole Doom Patrol well, to fight the Candlemaker. There was the bleed, but it was red. And then and the, that's bleed. the bleed. Yeah. But then if you look at this cover. It's not covered. a time portal. Yeah. It looks just like the, the issue 7 cover looks exactly like the situation they're in in this episode. So. But yes, in the beginning of this episode we get a lot of help from Cyborg's new tech aka the Grid, which is Grid uh Grid is Cyborg's operating system and at uh in, in some versions of, of DC Continuity it is uh a villain. Uh and and I, I you know, always nice to hear the Grid because that's a, that's a deep cut to Cyborg literally. Um yeah. um and but, but we haven't seen Grid
0: since uh, Cyborg turned him off when
1: yeah, he was going he was in
0: a, like season
1: two with uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: with this old lady friend, right?
1: Yeah, with Ronnie, Ronnie Evers, Ronnie. And, yeah, and it was a little bit like cancerous, like it was taking over his body and taking control, and yeah, it's just typical Grid stuff. But that they that didn't um, come to fruition, like in other stories might with Grid, and if we had a separate Cyborg TV series, then or comic book, which they do now in Dawn of DC, they could they could elaborate on that. But that's what I wanted to talk about in 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 this podcast. And and one of the things I want to talk about about this episode is Cyborg's arc. And you know, we've come a long way with Cyborg. We've said it many times, every episode that he has a big part in, we talk about how great it is that he's in this show. We know it was baked into the show before they started writing it. Like Cyborg had to be part of this Doom Patrol. It has worked out in so many ways. He fits, he fits the, the group, the situations, the struggles of being a metahuman, uh, even if he didn't, you know, without asking to be one. And what I really like is seeing Cyborg communicate with Derek and then seeing these group of kids that are also into computer and, and robotics and all this cool stuff. I really enjoyed seeing a cyborg story that was so um not not technological but about the future of kids learning like robotics and and what Derek and and Victor want to inspire in others is like education right and I, and there's something about yeah. that that I really 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 liked um and you know it seems like there's more questions to be answered about some of these kids, but I, I just, you know, re- something that we haven't talked about. Sorry. What? No, I just more. really so enjoyed, um, that these, you know, kids are, are, are growing up from the model of cyborg and Derek, but it's not superhero base. It's just they, them being good yeah. people. Um,
0: which kind of is, uh, my thought was kind of similar in that realm. Um, and that is i really enjoyed that like they're teaching robotics and not cybernetics is that uh, is that the right thing to say you know what i mean like they're not like teaching cyborgs not out there <laughs> being the like ripper doc or like oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the first starting of a ripper doc no it's not the same thing um, well, I don't think it's the same thing. No, no. I, that's why I'm. I that's why there's saying. like a you're clear definition. About... It's like yeah, the, and and you're saying the same thing as well. Like they're not modeling themselves to be cyber cyborg because uh-huh, he's obviously uh-huh. better with his enhancements. Like we're building robots. We're doing booster gold shit. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, or whatever the other guy was, Ted Cord. Everybody does robots. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it was cool. Are we are we dropping that they're the spoiler for them? Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah, yeah, go that, for the, it. That they are that they are future kids. Um, yeah, but I thought uh, I thought that girl was um, I thought Derek was saying that was Victor's daughter at first. I was like,
1: what? No the, way. I was I I too was trying to trying to think about <laughs> what he meant by such. You know, you know, we'll talk about it later and stuff like that. And I I was just thinking like. I don't understand. I, I, you um, know, I, I don't. Yeah. And of course, I was like, okay, well, the show will explain it later. I don't have to reach for anything at the moment. Um, but no, it was just being. So. It, it was, was just, just time stream stuff. Yeah, it was just being in that moment that I was like, oh, if Cyborg had time to grow as a character in certain stories, which this show lets it do, we get to these points finally. That was like yeah. my conclusion. Is like. We've never seen Cyborg get to these moments because Cyborg has always been, like, uh, you know, the Teen Titan, Ty- Teen right. Titans yeah. TV show, and then you know, with with Justice League, he never really gets his moment. And so, in in this Doom Patrol TV show, they've given him so much time to grow into a character that gets to this point that is helping future generations with education yeah that's that's the bottom line that it's like that's that and and in dawn of dc um the cyborg comic books um you know there's still the cyborg part of you know fighting robots and cyborgs and you know all this digital superhero stuff but it it is also that like helping helping those that aren't super powered and like this is it like the robotic stuff and it's like there you go this is awesome we because of this show, we have gotten past the roller coaster of Cyborg's life being Cyborg, and then we can just focus on him being a hero, just like Superman would be. Like, he's just, everyone wants Superman to just be the Boy Scout, and, and be at his prime, and it's like, this is Cyborg at his prime, where he's like, no longer worried about Silas Stone, no longer worried about being Frankenstein's monster, he's just teaching kids robotics it's like yeah. there we go that's the hero so thank you the doom patrol tv show for showing showing cyborg in a way that he rarely ever gets to be
0: <laughs> honestly like it really is um like pioneering for that character mm-hmm. um, great, yeah great time to all these great time to be a right? cyborg fan yeah, yeah. for real um, um one thing i did have to uh, my last question mm-hmm. And it happens in the beginning, and it is when he first, you know, starts talking to the future kids. I don't know what the heck that two-legged robot is in the back, and I don't know if that's <laughs> supposed to be a reference to something, and I feel like an idiot right now. And I, agree, like, I
1: agree.
0: If it's like an obvious thing that people are like, dude, you're dumb, I will accept that. Um, do you know what the heck
1: it is? No, I, and I know, I know what you're talking about, and I remember... Yeah. I remember watching it, because I didn't go back and and rewatch it. Um I'm sure I can scrub for it. But I remember you know, I saw I listened th- to like, something about it was something about flying
0: and I don't know. It looked like fucking like waspinator from Beast Wars or <laughs> some shit. Like a skeleton of I
1: think it was just like a like a um just a hunk like a bunch of scrap. Right? It just like a d- what does he say?
0: or is it like short circuit or something like, like what the heck is that and i feel dumb
1: i think it's just Don- a, i think it's just a very, very bad robot like maybe they tried to to make it first Honest, honestly it looks like johnny number 5 except it's like johnny number 4 you know what i mean like short circuit from rocky no oh from short no, circuit no you're thinking of the robot I from said- rocky too <laughs> No, there's uh, Johnny Johnny number five from Short Circuit. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. number number
0: five field. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, he kinda looks like uh I was gonna say Rex from Star Tours, but I'm pretty sure it's
0: I was thinking that same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's but it's that head shape of like
1: It's it's I'm pretty sure it's whatever like part that of grass a grasshopper. It's like part of a almost like a well we're, we're talking about the robot now like this prototype robot they has in the back It almost has like a
0: I mean it, it looks like a, a the hood of a car yeah but,
1: but very 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 small like small yeah and so yeah this robotics class is just yeah i i, I don't think it's a reference to anything but it is pretty cool to see um and and this the robot that does communicate back to cyborg, it's got parts of him in a way like, or built from him. So it's, that's how it's attuned to connect with the grid and kind of like the SOS symbol. So, uh, just a fantastic moment for cyborg in this episode. And as it wraps up the TV series, um, this really helps set up the future for cyborg. And I guess that's the theme, even though we go back in time for these characters, it's kind of like we're going back in time, but we're also setting up the future of these characters. Um, yeah, uh, N- Negative Man, Larry Trainer, being another one of those things where we not we get to see the original Negative Spirit that is not Keeg. We see the one from originally from the TV series from from uh, seasons one and two, and I think earlier parts of season three, and. Uh, explains to Larry Trainer that he's destined to to basically become a uh, a son. Uh, am yeah. I? Am, yeah, yeah. be a you'll be, you'll be a star, baby. <laughs> it's showbiz. Um, so it, you know, it's all these kind of scenarios that the that the Doom Patrol go through with um, you know trying to get the longevity back with, within the time stream, but then realizing that they don't need it; that they're destined for something greater. Anyways, and and living longer yeah. is not is perhaps not the key to happiness or peace. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's it's pretty awesome that they all had to take this time to reconcile with the with self, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's something that they—I don't think anybody's done this entire series. Um, you know, maybe they didn't think they needed to uh, get to it uh, this quickly. But also this was uh, a really extremely well done way of, um, you know, if you want to go back and and assume that seasons one through four up until this point are all, or can be attributed to grief as just a whole in trauma, um, and this being the penultimate episode, you know, that's the acceptance stage. So. <laughs> there you That's go. That's kind of cool. I'll take
1: that. Um, yeah, I and mean, they've always been um wrestling with their their inner demons and I think another one like that obviously is Cliff Steele. And his is the most like it's it's frustrating he's he's still in that anger phase and I think in the because he's our first character that we saw in Doom Patrol, we started the show with Cliff yeah. Steele and Brendan Fraser, I think he might be the true end cap of the TV series. And so maybe the show is actually starting to speed up the other characters but keep Cliff Steele stagnated so that there in, in next week's episode there is a, a a finale for him that bookends the entire series. And so you know, he's the one who's left in in this in in this episode going why am I the one always fucking things up? Like, yeah. why is so, it always me? Um.
0: So what is is that? What
1: is the questioning there? Is that bargaining? Well, no, 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 no. Oh, he he's he's still very angry. I mean, he he threw. Niles called her. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's he's. he's not listening to himself. He's not admitting it. He's having the same issue that Crazy Jane is having. Of denial. Course.
0: So he's still in denial. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 it's very... I look forward to seeing how they wrap up his story. But it is one of those things where it's like, oh, they really wrote him to be a big piece of shit. And he's like that. In the beginning of this episode, he's been that throughout this entire second half of season four, like it's by design to make Cliff Steele this almost, um, irreparable or, or or, what is the term? Incorrigible, like, like unable to be corrected. Incorrigible. Yeah. So that he's, he seems like he cannot figure it out. And I think maybe in the next episode, The finale they they will figure it out in a way that makes sense for anyone going through what he's going through and and, in you know doom patrol is being like this allegory for for progress through trauma and the tribulations that we go through as as human beings um that that we learn something about cliff steel and so i'm I'm, you know i i'm rooting for him but it's they make him a character not worth rooting for and I love that. I, I like that design. But, like,
0: you, you're rooting for him to Figure have out. that, yeah, to have that 180 and have the realization. And he's not having it because he is getting stopped by, like, that selfish wall mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, whatever. It's, whatever you're trying to do, is you're always trying to find blame on something else. And it's like, just hang on. Maybe sometimes you just need to say, I, I, this was my fuck up. You know, own it, obviously, yeah. do the whole thing. Um, and,
1: yeah, and, and all that stuff. Um, and they tell him too, right? They, they say, you got one hour. Get into one of these portals, find your longevity, and get out, and you save the world. So he's thinking, I just do this, grab the thing, get out, and I've done the right thing. Like he's thinking, I can do the right thing if I do this. And that's all. And every time he tries to do the right thing, he fucks it up more and makes bad decisions. And it's because fundamentally, he's still making bad decisions. And so that's what it leads to um, further, yeah, further really predicament. Yeah, what
0: it is. That's, you know, why did you need to speed with your, with your wife and your daughter in the car? You know what I mean? It's like that bad cheat? decisions. Yeah. That's a song. Who's that by? I don't know. Don't Don't worry <laughs> about it.
1: Say what you're gonna say. Say what you need. say. What you mean? <laughs> say what you need to say. Now that's a song. Yeah. Um. But uh the Lord DeMille. First of all, I, it's it's a great performance. But it's also I I really liked Lord DeMille being Niles Calder and then Timothy Dalton having to act in a way that it's Lord DeMille and and not the actual Niles Calder. And, yeah. And, and so her doing.
0: Like, what sh- a future Lord DeMille has already seen and, like, can imitate my boss in a previous life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this guy that held me back and literally destroyed my life. And now I have to, to be him to fool myself. Yeah. Um, And that is, like, if that's not something that would turn a shapeshifter insane... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good fucking luck, and you, you know? see
1: it right. Like you see Michelle Gomez, the 1949 version of of Lord DeMille, which is like, you know, weapon, not a weapon type of person, and yeah, the way she was when when, when we did 1917 patrol, patrol, and then the Michelle Gomez Lord DeMille that we know now, it's she's all kooky, right, and she's all like, you know, classic Michelle Gomez vibes, and that's another thing where it's like, Oh, look at the range. Look at her being this version of Lord of mill. And then the other one. And then it's not, it's not one against, it's not one V one type. It's not a mirror match yeah. that I'm saying, but it's, yeah. <laughs> good,
0: good terminology <laughs> used there. Yeah. Um, that or it's, ghost mode, if you will.
1: Yeah. And, uh, ghost trials, I guess. Ghost yeah. trials. And, and yes, it's, it's nice to see that bit of range as well, but yeah, it, it goes through the same thing. It's like, these characters all except cliff are going to self-realize right now their destiny or, or, or yeah. with, with the encounter of their past, set themselves up for their future. And so that's the whole, um, the whole goal for, for the whole, the whole
0: dream. Goal. And, and not, and let, let me just also emphasize the fact that our original characters, or at least our doom patrol, um, you know, cursed, quoted quote cursed individuals um are having to you know face their past and again just emphasis on victor being shown a bright shiny future because Mm -hmm. he is cyborg like that is you're cyborg you're a superhero like that's it like you got it all dude you got it made everybody else has to like figure their own shit out like you were just Hanging around in this house because uh, I don't know they were the cool kids that were smoking cigarettes in the parking lot in school, and <laughs> they liked you.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, because uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, when he started, he was the bookworm jock. He came in like, oh, I'm Cyborg. Like I've, I'm, yeah. I have my candidacy exactly. for the Justice League, and they yeah. said, okay, I'm, I'm
0: your leader. Let's be a superhero team. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then him realized like, oh fuck, like now the other dropping thing. Bombs and anyway, anyway, hang on, hang on. Laura DeMille. Um, oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, her having a realization with the past and everything like that. I love that archetype of um, future self meeting past self and being like, um, kind of, you know, thinking future self thinking that like they have all the answers and they get it. Like, oh, honey, like you. I understand. I was you. I get it. Like, I know how you think you're going to get to me at one point and you're going to and we'll we'll be copacetic. It. And it's like, no, no, you're you're wrong. Like, that is not you. That was you at a certain point of time they're not going to turn into you unless it's like a bootstrap thing and this encounter with my future self is going to turn me into my future self, yada, yada. Hey-o. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that that idea of, um, and and that acting between, you know, double screen kind of thing, but Michelle Gomez being quirky and, um, you know, still loose uh, with her stuck up past self kind of thing, one that's very set in her ways, but it's like, "No, no, 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 you're... We're a shapeshifter, baby. Like we, we go with the flow, and we got a we got a flight response. If anything, so <laughs> yeah. Um, it, anyway, great archetype, great, great writing, great, great pairing of uh, that that idea of future self meeting past self. I really enjoy that.
1: Yeah, it's been it's just fantastic all around, and um, you know one of the other the characters that we get to talk about as well from From the ant farm is is Niles Calder, who, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, also goes through um self self realization, you know, realization of the self and where they are, self awareness, and yeah. you would think we would they, think we would ho- hope they. they Let me do, just, I mean, he, I would hope he has to because you know Willoughby Kipling's saying like you know you have you have to erase your memories after this, but all Doom Patrol members that he comes in contact with tell him like, you ruined my life and I need that thing around your neck. And, and then he's like, Oh, but we, I'm like one of your best friends. Like we're friends. Like we like each other. And they're like, no, we don't pal. I don't like you. Yeah. Like
0: we already did this. Like we, we got over this. We, you know, we don't have an issue with, yeah, past Niles Calder, we already fought but, as much as we could,
1: but then on top of that, like he over these different time periods is learning these things in different ways, and so he's like, the the there's three different Niles Calder's, right? There's there's one yeah. in 1996, there's one 1949, and then there's one here in Paraguay, which I guess would be like 1933, I want to say. Um I can't remember quite but you know it's, uh, the Nazis well it's over now so you know maybe it's like who knows um, between
0: 45 and 49
1: Yeah maybe close to, yeah maybe close to 1940 Oh wait no 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 Um I think it's like 1955 cuz it's definitely after um the ant farm cuz he's done with the bureau of normal He's in a wheelchair in in Oh in is the ant he
0: farm. In nineteen forty nine. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. You're right. Duh. Um Yeah. Anyway. And then he met <laughs> he met um
0: well, Dorothy's mother in like nineteen twelve.
1: Yes. Yeah, or, or or earlier than that. Yeah, I do or twenty. We'd have to go back on that one. That was Hair Patrol. I don't, yeah. Yeah. And well anyways, so it, it is just good to see, you know, Timothy Dalton not portraying now it's called at different points in time, but then also having different character growth conversations from each character. And it not only, he's not only just a vessel for those doom patrol members to have their own character growth. As we get into this penultimate episode and like, let's get to the point where they realize their destiny. It's also on him to inherit what they've learned about him. and, And, and and kind of ghost of Christmas future his ass. You know what I mean? Like, they pay, pretty much just say, like, you were awful, you died, uh, Dorothy's way better off now, like, I need that thing around your neck, like, and they, they completely unfilter what, you know, <laughs> they can't help themselves, but they just completely lay into him about who he is and set him straight. And... Yeah. May... I I don't remember but I don't think he drinks the memory erasing no, potion. No, he
0: doesn't. He he just puts his hand on it and kind of holds it. He doesn't um it doesn't show on screen that he drinks the
1: yeah, the toxin memory <laughs>
0: loss toxin yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean that too. It's just fantastic to see. First of all, it's fantastic to see Timothy Dalton, Mark Shepard, one more time in, in this TV series. Uh, yeah, and blow it out of the water. Like, <laughs> oh my God, some of the uh, some
0: really, really good Timothy Dalton acting. I can't wait to see him play like wizards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. Like he, uh, looks great. I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm 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 hoping that like Timothy Dalton has one more appearance in the finale to maybe just have one more bit of closure with Dorothy. I'm not sure. Maybe we've already had that. We don't need to have it. It happened with um, Wax Patrol, um, but you know, regardless, it's like oh, it's still nice, and there there still needs to be another bit of um um resolution with um, Casey Brink and, and Dorothy Spinner. So maybe we'll see them again in the finale as well. Would also be nice to see Mentalo, but we'll see. And yeah. uh, ov- obviously, we want a conclusion for Cliff Steele, which is the character we started the show with. And uh, with Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol run, it starts with Cliff Steele. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we can hope for. But um, Not to mention Jane, or uh, Jane. Not to mention Rita. Jeez. Rita as well. Yeah, I was thinking about her, and I feel like her and, uh, her and Victor Stone had... Kind of like their resolution in the anti penultimate episode, which would be episode ten, um, and so it's it's maybe you know those two characters were resolved, and then that's why Rita Farr is dying is because they're like we've resolved this character, she's she's at the point where she needs to be. Let's 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 put her on the back burner. Let's have Cyborg be the the beacon that like tethers all these people around the story. And he's figured out his thing as well. He's cyborg again. And then everyone else go into these rooms, figure out your life, and then come back with the chalice of yeah knowledge. Uh or self worth and, and you know. Yeah. And uh and then so now we have Cliff Steele in, in the in the in the ultimate episode. And um but yes, uh let, let's do Should make there it. Be, I, <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm sorry. What I was gonna say. Well, let's do make it about Jane. But I, I'll. You know, this will be the last big topic. So, uh, let's go back to you. you to, um. Yeah. the 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 thought that popped into my head just
0: then was, um, <laughs> trying to figure out the purpose of um, our characters having to encounter Niles Calder again one last time and that they needed something from him and is that supposed to be like okay well now here's the kicker like he calls he calls himself you know jane like i'm uh your terribly um imperfect friend and it's like that is so true but where is the line of imperfect drawn? And obviously it's drawn at you still want to live and have longevity and you were experimenting with it on us. And now yeah. that I'm here, fully realized your creation asking you for something, you're still saying no.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it...
0: look, it worked. Mm-hmm. Now I need that. You birthed me. With that, now I need it. And he said, no. And it's like, oh, man. So that realization for our characters to have to have a, one last confrontation with Niles Calder. And them needing something from him. And it's... them seeing, like, his true colors still in their dying moments. Where it's like, uh-uh, baby boy. Like, you
1: love to hate him.
0: <laughs> you love to hate him yeah, he's going to, like, take this knowledge and have some sort of realization and stuff, but clearly he's not having it right there in the moment because he would see all the stuff and be like, oh, yeah, I got to reconcile. And he'd be like, well, you remember, I don't have it because I gave it to Cliff back in 1940-something. So that's the other thing. They all couldn't... I guess they could if it's all
1: time travel and stuff. I was going to say, how are they going to all have longevity necklace if because time travel that stuff does not matter. The time travel logic does not matter in storytelling. You can you can get away with things, but um yeah, whatever. It's it's um I, I I think it's when he says like, you know, I'm your terribly imperfect friend. It's it's just manipulation. It's just the abuse that they've gone through and they and Yeah, yeah. And it's just like no And this smile. No, we need to get through this. But it's he's not lying. He truly thinks like, I'm your friend, even though I've made mistakes. And it's like, you didn't make mistakes. You made choices that yeah. affected me in a negative way that benefited yeah, you. Others And you thought yeah. this was some greater good bullshit. And uh, it's not. So <laughs> it's selfishness that you're, you know, you wanting to live longer uh is some sort of benefit when it's not. Um and uh that and, and that's the thing. That's it's 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 just manipulation and abuse, mental abuse, gaslighting, whatever you may call it. Um it's all those hot keywords of just straight up abuse from uh one person to another. And Crazy Jane calls it out, but then um what <laughs> Crazy Jane goes through a lot in this in this episode. Yeah. And in this fi- finale. And, um, I've always thought about it and never mentioned it. I don't want to mention it. And I think the TV show agrees that they're like, we don't want to mention it. Like most people don't want to talk about it, but right. Crazy Jane in this episode finally says the R word, which is like a heavy traumatic thing to talk about. And yeah, that word has never been said. In this series, it's never been mentioned. It's only been uh, you know alluded to, heavily alluded to, because that's we've had Jane Patrol and all these other episodes to talk about the abuse that she suffered from her father, and that's how we usually talk about abuse, um, without going into detail. But Crazy Jane and all the other personas, including you know Kay Chalice, um, you know, get into the reality of what happened to them um, as a child, and 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 this revolution this resolution for crazy jane um as she becomes the kaleidoscope is (laughs) it's, it's like hitting a a major chord after such dissonance and then being like oh this sings so well this works so well and um you know to to kind of bring up kaleidoscope in dc continuity there is Technically, a villain called Kaleidoscope. Um, it was in Dial H for Hero, but in in oh my god, Dial Jesus, man! But it, in what in a callback in um James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, there is a character, um, Kaleidoscope is is actually in that movie, um, played by uh, Natalia Safran. Which is, um, I I believe. Um, oh yeah, she's got the the fit.
0: she's uh she's at the table and mm-hmm. has all the, like the patchwork colors. Real cool looking, real mm-hmm. cool looking character.
1: Yeah, great looking character in the movie. Yeah, it's uh, Pete Saffron's wife, um, and yeah, so just great makeup, uh, for the character in the live action film. But besides that, it's just a very James Gunn deep cut like this character uh, you know i know this character from the comic books and uh but besides that uh crazy jane becoming the kaleidoscope <laughs> like increases the popularity of this dc character like tenfold like like now as we talk about crazy jane we can talk about kaleidoscope and it's like make that canon like take that character and throw away the history and just take yeah. that character and be like, "This is Crazy Jane now. Like th- this is the character." And so, um, this is one of those things where it's like, "Wow, Crazy Jane becomes Kaleidoscope. All right, that needs to be in the next comic book or in the next Doom Patrol, whatever." Um, if if James Gunn continues to use Kaleidoscope in some way for future Suicide Squad stuff, just just create backstory that ties back to Crazy Jane. And Kate Challis was Kaleidoscope not a thing mentioned in Gerard Way's run? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I could check, but um, I don't. That's what I thought, and I was going to check because you
0: know I have at least a bookshelf that has some things on it. Um, because it didn't seem like it was brand new to me, but I may just be subconsciously thinking about.
1: No, you know. just just uh just superboy stuff in in the 1980s. So yeah, besides that it's just deep cuts. That's it's all, it's all kaleidoscopes ever been. It's just just a, you know, deep cut to a character that exists. Um and that's cool, but um yeah, this this crazy Jane stuff is becoming kaleidoscope. Makes so much so much more sense about what Kaleidoscope might be. And, you know, we've talked yeah. about recently, we've talked about the fog. We've talked about the quiz. And um, I, I, I believe also in Grant Morrison's The Painting That Stole Paris, Crazy Jane was offered, you know, to, to live amongst the brotherhood of Dada because her abilities are so wild and they match the energy. And it's also done in, in Dada Patrol in the TV series. To To just join the Brotherhood or the Sisterhood of Dada because her abilities are wild and unfettered, and like they can you know you can be like that here with the Sisterhood or the Brotherhood, yeah, but
0: you can exist
1: outside of your head, you know, yeah, but I like this a lot more, like I like this unified version of Crazy Jane into the kaleidoscope, it just works on so many levels. Um, I think it's fantastic. And there was a promo for the next episode um, that kind of shows what Kaleidoscope can do now. And that, to me, is like, okay, you get to do it all now, huh? I want to see that. Um, I didn't watch the promo. Uh,
0: I'll I'm save gonna, it I'm then. Gonna go, oh, I'm going to go I'm into it? it. Yeah, I'm going oh. to go uh, into it blind. Yeah. but just I a didn't fanci- know I was going to get that emotional at the end of this episode, honestly. Um, seeing seeing all the personalities in the uh in the train car and then the color turning on was like that w- that was uh some magic happening honestly that mm-hmm. was a really really good shot um that's what got me emotional it was uh
1: it was pretty awesome yeah um, it- but yeah it's I I, I want to see the I want to see this Crazy Jane kaleidoscope stuff and and, and so much more. Um, Doom Patrol media just it just works so well for me and I was I was really worried
0: that um, when she was talking to Niles Jane, um, and she was expressing how you know her whole purpose was to survive mm-hmm. and questioning whether or not she will ever find peace. It's like, well, how can I find peace if? my whole reason for living is to like uh, <laughs> take it all in stride and or with yeah the punches, and, and you to know what survive. I mean? Adapt. Yeah. Yes. Adapt. Yeah, exactly. I
1: thought about that too. Oh. Um, 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 I was really
0: worried that her answer was uh, like acceptance of death and that also kind of freaked me out because then I was like, Oh my God, everybody's going to, they're all just like going to accept that. And that's,
1: that was that was something really
0: that, hard. <laughs> that was something she wrestled
1: with in season three. Wax Patrol was that like that was her conclusion is like um self harm, and 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 they you know the story did turn her away from that because like that is not the answer and and it may seem like right. that. but the other thing is is like how can you seek peace when you're always trying to survive? Meaning that you'll never give yourself peace because you can never talk talk uh, open up about you know your your fears your vulnerabilities and so without talking about it you stay in defensive mode your entire life you'll never find peace like yeah. living that way and so that was the other thing it's like you'll never find peace if you're always trying to survive um and that's not trying to say like okay just give up on trying to survive but it's like it's not always
0: fight. It's not, yeah, you you don't oh, exactly. You don't uh, you're not always supposed to be fighting for survival. Yeah. It's not always being on on edge like
1: Yeah. It's the not dark every souls. day the
0: world is against you. It's just some <laughs> days it feels like that, but it's really just that perception, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am I'm am preaching to the fucking choir. You got to
1: you got to find and your campfire. And, you got to find your campfire and take a break like Time yeah, time to exactly. rest rest your rest yourself and you know, prepare for the next day. Like find that for yourself. Find your campfire. Um and That's good. Where'd to, you hear that? I like that. Stealing it from isn't that what they say? In on in Dark Souls and video games? My favorite is, I have my, no favorite idea. is like, <laughs> my favorite is like my favorite is like doom scrolling <laughs> posts where it's like you'll just see a JPEG of like a campfire and it says, Here, take a break. <laughs> I've never seen,
0: I'm not, I'm not in that kind of internet. I'm not no, on that side of the internet.
1: You don't scroll enough on, on the internet. Uh, i
0: are <laughs> just not scrolling memes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, this was a fantastic episode. I love talking about it. Um, can't wait to see what happens in the, uh, I think it, it's called Dunn Patrol, which is will be episode 12. So curious to see how that That's is. Uh, Nate- great title. Any closing notes for for you on this one? Um
0: yeah. Thank you very much um to everybody listening and to everybody involved in this show for uh allowing us to go on this journey. Um I'm excited for uh, the end. I'm going to see what happens, you know. How many times has a Doom Patrol quote ended? How many times have I, have I have I read about a Doom Patrol ending or something where, you know, you, you don't know whether or not the series is going to continue or not so it it seems very on par
1: Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm.
0: but you know it's a very it's a very hopeful on par because again i would never have expected this to be a live action production that people cared about (laughs) and wanted to tell this story on screen with actors Mm -hmm. um really it's um yeah it's it, it's excellent. I can't wait let's see let let's uh let's see what happens
1: uh next week. Let's see what happens next week. yeah and without further ado, Dj, please take it away.